Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, hi everyone. A, a huge welcome to you all. Uh, it's so great to have you uh, here uh, and part of one of our services right across the city. And uh, it's just a great joy to be able to communicate with you, uh, share some, some th- thoughts from the Word of God that I hope and trust are going to be very helpful to us. You know, if you had asked me uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago, uh, that we would be here today and I'd be uh, streaming with you the first service um, for our local church here, I would never have believed it. Uh, And the truth is we're living in very, very uncertain times. But I really want to encourage us all today, even though we're living in uncertain times, we serve a God of certainty. And I really want to encourage you with that with all of my heart. There's so much fear around. Uh, People are panicking, the panic buying, all the stuff that's happening with that. It's crazy stuff. But I really want to encourage us that we really center ourselves on God. We really center ourselves on the truth and the word of God. And understand and appreciate we serve a God of certainty. Like I said, there's so much uncertainty out there. And we're not sure about how long we'll be uh, streaming our messages to you from uh, weekend to weekend. But we know in the midst of all that's going on, we serve a God of certainty. So I want to encourage you with that, with, uh, without anything else, if I could say that today. Our God is a God of certainty, and we can put our faith and our, promise, our trust in his promises. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue our series um, looking at changing your life by changing your thoughts. And we're going to be continuing to delve into the word of God. I want to read to you again uh, a promise out of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, and it's Paul speaking to the church and speaking to us directly, because I believe that one of the big things that we need to do through this whole time is manage our thoughts, not allowing uh, fear to creep up, not allowing the uncertainty of the economy and, and all the things that we're seeing 24-7 on the news channels to dictate to us Um, the truth about the God that we serve. And it says here, Paul speaking again, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For our weapons, uh, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We've defined what a stronghold is. It's people that are locked in to a certain um, 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 set of thoughts that hold them captive. Uh, They're living in a lie. They're they're, they're imprisoned in this, this this. thought process that doesn't allow them to break into the truth and the promises of the word of God. So Paul says we have power to pull down and destroy strongholds. And then it goes on in verse 5 and it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And listen to this thought, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. I think without exception over the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue to learn the power of managing our thoughts, the power of aligning our thoughts, our minds, our our thinking processes according to the Word of God. Um, I love this promise here. Uh, It's in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, and it says this. It says, This hope that we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. I love that there where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become the high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. I love that there. The hope that we have is an anchor of our soul. You know, if you look at the preceding verse there in in chapter 6 and verse 
18 of Hebrews, it starts to talk about the faithfulness of God. It starts to talk about the character of God. It starts to talk about how God's brought his promises to pass in the past. And it really encourages us there that we have great hope, even in the midst of uncertain times. And I want to encourage us with all of my heart today that let's not get caught up in fear. Let's not get caught up in uncertainty. But let's understand and encourage one another that we can put our hope and we can anchor our souls in the hope that we find in the Word of God and the hope that we have in our relationship with Christ. Amen. So do encourage you with that. I was reflecting this afternoon as we were preparing, and this is the first live stream that we're doing. Um, Hopefully it won't be too many, uh, but this is the first one. But I was reflecting on that, and I was reminded um, of the story in the book of Exodus chapter 14, the story of the children of God bring out, being brought out of the land of slavery and into ultimately the promised land. And I was reminded of that story, um, thinking about the fact that the children of Israel, they were in slavery for around 430 years. Uh, they were crying out to God for generation after generation, for God to raise up a, a deliverer and to bring them in to the promised land. And God raised up someone uh, very unlikely in the man called Moses. Moses was like many of us. Moses had a number of um, hang-ups. He had a number of, um, uh, you'd say, uncertainties. He had a, a, a number of areas of his, his life that he really thought would disqualify him from being used from God. But typical in the kingdom and typical of God, God takes us, molds us, shapes us, fashions, fashions us, and then uses us for his purposes and his will. And we find here in this story there that God ultimately raises up uh, Moses as the deliverer. We go through the 10 plagues. We go through all of the challenges that are associated with that. We see that Pharaoh finally gets to a place where he's had enough of Moses uh, and Aaron coming to him. He's had enough of dealing with the, with the plagues and he feels the pressure now to say, look, I've had enough uh, you can take your, your people, they can go out and they can worship your God. And we see the story here that Moses takes the children, children of Israel out and leads them to a place that's uncertain, brings them to a place that's unfamiliar, brings them to a place that they've never been before, potentially filled with uncertainty, potentially filled with fear and unknowing about what's, what's to come and unknowing about What's the next day? What's the next week? What, what even will the next month be like? And we pick up the story in Exodus chapter 14 where God brings them out and here they are. They find themselves, two million plus people, standing on the shores of the Red Sea. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but if I was one of those people, a father there, um, um, a mother a grandfather, auntie, uncle, whatever the case may be, a teenager, a child, I think that you probably would have been standing there knowing that you've come out of that place of slavery and you're being led now to the land of freedom. But here you are standing in front of uh, a, an impassable situation. You're standing in something that looks incredibly uncertain. How are we going to go from where we are now through the Red Sea, to the promise that God has for us. And I look at the children of Israel there and I think that just like they were facing really uncertain times, 
we can be feeling that way now. We can be feeling, well, God, what's the answer? We, we don't know what next week's going to bring. We don't know even what tomorrow's going to bring. I'm not sure, God, about my job. I'm not sure about my future. I'm not even sure and concerned about my health. And I've got all these questions and feeling a little bit uncertain about what the next path and what the next step may be. And I would expect, without exception, the children of Israel would have been feeling exactly like that. They're going somewhere where they've never been before. They're entering a season that they've never entered in before. They're, they're going and being led to a place that they've never been before and probably didn't really want to go. But here they are standing on the shores of the Red Sea with no certainty about what was going to happen next. And we pick the story up here in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. It says this, and Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation uh, of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. Then the Lord will fight for you, and he shall hold your peace. And behold, the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. I love that there, because there would have been this incredible sense of uncertainty in their heart. But his God encouraging Moses, telling the children of Israel, don't be afraid. I'm going before you. I'm making a way. I'm providing what needs to be provided. I'm, I'm bringing the miraculous to pass. I'm going to do the things that you've never seen before. I'm going to accomplish the stuff that you've never even dreamed of before. I'm going to bring it to pass. And we see the story here, the, the children of Israel, a few verses before that, they were very fearful. They were very uh, um, uncertain about what was going to happen next. They, they had a lot of questions. They were even contemplating about going back. At least if we went back, there were, there were graves there. There were places for us to be, to be buried. But here we are now. We don't know what the step, next step looks like. They were feeling uncertain about their future. And you know, in all honesty, many of us could be feeling really uncertain about our future right now. We're concerned about our jobs. We're concerned about what the coronavirus and, and all of this disease and all the things that are happening around the globe right now. We're, we're in uncharted territory. But I want to encourage this again. In uncertain times, we've got to remember we serve a God of certainty. You might be feeling uncertain, but in the story here, we see that as they work their way through their fear, we see uh, the, the man of God, Moses, standing uh, before the Red Sea and doing what God had asked him. He raises up his staff, and in the story, we see that the waters receded. The waters uh, cleared back. They receded as such, and then the children of Israel walked through to the other side, unhurt, unhindered, uh, free, free from the oppressors, free from the potential harm of their past. They walked into a new season and a new land. And I believe that that's a message for us as well, that we don't want to enter into this season uncertain and with fear, but we need to know that we have a God that is for us, who is going before us right now. The same God that opened up the Red Sea now is the same God that's going to go before us as well right across our city, right across our nation. Every person that's calling on the name of Jesus, every person that's putting their hope and their trust in Him, we can anchor our souls in the, in the certainty of God's promises. So the children of Israel, they walk, work through their fear. They work through their uncertainty. And then it says here in verse 28 of Exodus chapter 14, it says, And the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that they came to into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. 
But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall uh, of them uh, to their right and to their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people of, 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 of the Lord, they feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Uncertain times, but we're serving a certain God. Can I encourage you with all of my heart? I take great comfort in that, that even though we are in uncertain times, we serve a God of certainty. We serve a God whose promises we can trust, whose whose character we can trust. You know, I wrote a few things down just as we conclude in this uh, first uh, live stream, some, some things that I think that are very, very important for us to consider as we move forward. Firstly, we must choose to refuse fear. There is fear everywhere today. People, people are so fearful about the potential of this virus. But I want to encourage you. Again, what does the Word of God say? It says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Every time fear tries to creep itself into our thinking processes, we need to remind ourselves about the character of God. We need to remind ourselves that we serve a faithful God. We need to remind ourselves that God is unchanging, that even though we live in this season, that God will lead us forward. He will lead us through this time into the place of victory, the place that he's calling us to. We are going to be better uh, and stronger because of this. So firstly, refuse fear. Don't allow fear. If you see fear in another brother, uh, sister in Christ, encourage them as well. Get with them, pray with them. Encourage them in the word of God that we have hope in our relationship with God. We have our, 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 uh, the word of God in which we're able to anchor our souls to. So refuse fear. The second thing I really want to encourage you with as well in this time is make sure that you find a community of believers to be a part of. We're doing all that we can to establish um, home groups, uh, host homes right across our city so that every Sunday, Sunday morning at 9.30, Sunday night at 6.30, you can gather there or during the week, whatever works best for your group, that we can gather together, come around the Word of God uh, and be encouraged in whatever it is that God might be saying to us from a week-to-week -week basis. So I do encourage you, let's not do this journey on our own. Let's not think that we can walk through this season on our own. God wants us in community. God wants us together, encouraging one another and praying one another. So in the next few weeks, we'll be continuing to encourage people about being a part of a small group, connecting in a small group, uh, uh, being together to come around, the teaching that we'll be sharing, and also whatever other resources that we can bring to assist us all in that time as well. Third thing that I want to encourage us with as well, let's continue and continue and continue in our journaling together. Let's make sure that we don't ease back from that daily dose of the Word of God where we pick up our Bibles and we take the time to read through that chapter and then work through just, you know, what are we observing in the Scripture? What is God saying to us? And then how can we pray? The Word of God is intended to make us strong. Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Moses said the same thing about the Word of God. God's Word in this season will strengthen us, but we must make sure that we continue to journal our way through this as well. Because as we journal our way, as we continue to read the Word and take time to wait on God, listening to what He's saying to us, it's not only going to transform us, but I believe it's going to propel us into the future that God has for us. We are going to come out 
of this journey that we're on even stronger and better than before. I believe that with all of my heart. That's the third thing. Fourth thing, very important, that I believe that we need to continue to look at ways of stretching out our arms to serve other people as well. There, there is, as I said before, uncertainty, fear. People are not sure about what the next steps are, what's going to happen. And I think that, that as faithful followers of Christ, not only do we need to be looking after uh, people within our church community, that's so important, but we also need to be looking around about us as well and asking the Holy Spirit to lead us to or to show us the people that potentially we have the opportunity to serve in some way. And I don't know what that could look like, but it could look like in a multitude of ways where we just simply go out there and perform acts of kindness to other people as well, to help them through this journey as well, but ultimately to share the love of Jesus through and by our actions. So that's the fourth thing. And the last thing as well is that we continue to be generous as a church. We're so thankful for people's generosity towards the house of God. We're so thankful that people love the house and are so faithful towards the house. And we want to encourage you with that as well. Let's keep sowing. Let's keep investing. Let's keep giving to the work of God as well. Because I know that as we do that, God in his word promises that he'll continue to open up the heavens of blessing over our lives, over our families, over our church community as well. So I encourage you with that. We, uh, we at this stage, uh, because we're not having public services at this point, uh, want to encourage you. There are many ways to give. We have uh, direct debits that you can use. Um, you can use our church app as well. There's numbers of ways of doing that, but I do want to encourage you as well with all of our heart. Let's keep giving. Let's keep investing in those things that are eternal in Jesus' name. Amen. So remember, our God's a God of certainty. He's not a God of uncertainty. Remember that we can trust Him. And I want to bring you back to this last thought before we pray together. Again, in Hebrews chapter 6, this hope we have as an anchor of our soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters into the present behind, presence behind the veil, where the forerunner Jesus has entered for us, even Jesus having becoming the high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The hope that we have, the word that we have, the relationship that we have, the Holy Spirit within us is the hope that we have that we can anchor our souls and our lives to at this time and in this season. Amen. We're going to walk through this season together. We're going to do this season together. We're going to stretch out our arms to as many as we can together. And I believe that ultimately through this season, through this time, we are going to be stronger because of it. So we want to say we love you. We're praying for you. Uh, Rachel and I uh, just continue just to, to just so appreciate the staff and the team that are stepping up and doing so much. And we just want to say uh, in this season, we are here. Uh, we're committed. We're going to do all that we can do uh, for whatever God might be calling us to do in this season. So let's pray together. Could we do that right across the homes, right, wherever you are right now? Could we just bow our heads and let's pray together? Heavenly Father, we just... We just come to you today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we, we want to thank you that even though we're facing uncertain times, we remind ourselves again that we, we serve a certain God, that your ways and your word can be trusted, Lord, that you have a purpose and a plan for every season that we go in, and even in particular this season that we're in right now. We just pray that you would lead us and guide us as a people, that you would help us to continue to be strong in you, that we will continue to be strong in helping others, Lord.
that we wouldn't allow our lives to shrink back, but Lord, we would open up our arms and our hearts to the needs that are around us, Lord. Today, Father, we lift our nation to you, and God, as a people, we just pray your protection and your healing over this nation. We just pray and ask today that this disease, this virus, would be stopped in Jesus' name. God, we pray for every person that might be suffering right now. We just pray for your healing upon them. We pray for the elderly today, God, that you would just protect them. And Lord, today, we just thank you. We just pray that, that as we go through this season, that you, you will continue to be faithful in leading us and speaking to us. So we're th so thankful today for our time together. Bless us. Bless our fellowship. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, God bless you. So encouraged to share the word with you. Look forward to next Sunday as well. We'll be continuing that series, Change Our Thinking, Change Our Life. God bless you. Have the most amazing week in Jesus' name.